0: Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Colel, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations. From personal stories to insider tips and tricks, at the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Glojo podcast. It is wonderful to have you here. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and today we have... Another chat with Chelsea. That's right. I have a fabulous returning guest. Her name is Chelsea Newton. And I am so grateful to have this wonderful woman in my life. She is one of my nearest and dearest, one of my close friends for, well, about 20 years now, which is kind of wild. Chelsea has joined me previously, and we've talked about the power of accountability. And we've also talked about how to build and cultivate really. Long lasting, nourishing friendships. Chelsea's a senior HR professional. She's a certified executive coach, and she truly has been in the leadership sphere for 20 years. And this is a woman that I have learned so much from over the years, whether it be personal or professional. Chelsea is a well, a well, a wellspring of knowledge. And a wellspring, does that make sense? I'm getting over a cold right now. I actually delayed releasing this episode last week because I'm like, oh, I sound a little, you know, I sounded so congested and, and I didn't want to record the the welcome being congested. And here I am still congested. So I guess sometimes it's better to just pull the trigger and realize that not everything is going to be perfect. And I did not want to wait any longer. I'm very excited to share this episode with you today. And so Chelsea and I talk about the power of mentorship and, you know, when we were preparing for this interview, it was actually kind of fun. She was visiting me, not kind of fun, it was fun. She was visiting me in Vancouver, and so this episode was recorded live in the Glojo studio. It was actually the very first time that I ever recorded in person with someone, and I was a little nervous. It was a different experience for me, but I really enjoyed it, and there was no one else that I would have rather done it with and gone through that learning curve with than Chelsea. Back to the topic at hand, though. So, we talk about mentorship and what is a mentor and why would you want one? And if you do want one, how can you actually go about finding one and making it official? And on the flip side, if you would like to be a mentor, Chelsea also shares tips there. And I'm going to share an interesting stat with you. They say that 76% of people think having a mentor is really important, but only of people actually have one. When I saw that statistic, it affirmed that, oh yeah, this really is an important topic, but there's a disconnect there and there's a gap. So let's try to fill it for people. And that is exactly what Chelsea and I do in today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. If you have not already done so, make sure that you subscribe or follow the podcast. It's different depending on what podcast platform you you listen on. But make sure you follow, like, subscribe, and download the episodes. Downloading really, really makes a huge difference for podcasters. And so thank you in advance for doing that. And that's one way you can support. So if you want to support this podcast or other podcasts that you really enjoy, definitely download and share. Sharing is caring, and it is absolutely free. So, if you find this episode valuable, it would be the biggest honor if you pass it along to the loved ones in your life. You can also connect with Chelsea on LinkedIn. I've made sure to link to her profile in the show notes because I'm guessing you're going to want to connect with her. She's pretty awesome. And so, don't be shy. If you love what Chelsea says, go find her on LinkedIn in the show notes and connect with her there. All right, enjoy the show. Chelsea, welcome back to the Glojo. It is official chats with Chelsea is a thing. For everyone listening, Chelsea joined me a little while ago. I'll make sure to link to the first conversation we had because it was incredible. And I'm just so excited and honored to be interviewing you today about a really important, powerful topic. So welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to be back. Yay. Awesome. So today we have a really incredible conversation lined up, and I'm going to interview you on the power of mentorship. I think, at least for me personally, having mentors at different phases in my life, both professionally and personally, has been such a transformational experience. Mm-hmm. I think the person and the businesswoman that I am today has really been impacted positively um, by the people who have been mentors in my life. You being one of them, I'd say you were probably like my first professional mentor. We worked together back in 2004. Chelsea was my boss, and she was a good one. High expectations, but I learned so much, and it really set the stage for me. And then throughout the years, you've continued to be a mentor for me. And now you're a professional mentor because you are a professional executive coach. This is one of the things that you do for a living, and I can't wait to pick your brain.
1: You know, Leanne, we have literally been talking about doing a podcast yes. on mentorship since like week one of the Glow Joe. You're right. right. And so it's a year in the making. I feel like our thoughts are just going to all come out yeah. so smoothly because we have so much to say on this topic. We're both really passionate about mentorship. Can't wait to share
0: some of my learnings and hear about your perspective as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. And so for everyone listening, I did a quick Google search and I looked up the actual definition of what is a mentor. Here it is. A mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. It's as simple as that. So Chelsea, can you share your perspective on what a mentor is and the value that they bring? Absolutely. So a mentor
1: is different than a boss or a leader yeah. and sometimes they can be one in the same and it sounds yes, like I was that true. for you, which is lovely. That's not always the case, yeah. right? You want a mentor to be a safe, confidential sounding board that's helping you meet some professional goals. Yeah. And sometimes you need that outside perspective where you can sometimes vent about your leader or talk about problems at work with someone who's not in it yeah. and in, in the discussion, in the conflict on how to move forward. And so a mentor is someone you respect professionally Who you believe is somewhere in their career that you'd like to go yes you admire them and you are comfortable having
0: real conversations with them i found the statistic in forbes and i find it really really interesting and so this study comes from olivet nazarin university Mm -hmm. and they decided to look into this professional mentorship thing a bit more what they found is that 76 percent of people think mentors are really important however Only 37% of people currently have one. And so why do you think that is? Because when I hear that statistic, my mind starts to go in many different directions. And I'd love your perspective on this.
1: Well, and I think it's important to also note that they did that study with 3,000 people. So it's actually like a decent demographic, right? And I would say it's pretty... Indicative of the general population is you believe mentorship's important, but you don't know how to seek one or you don't make time for one. So I think the first problem is people actually don't know how to find a mentor, number one. And number two, they don't really know how to create a mentor-based relationship yeah. Sometimes you fall into them, but I think sometimes you actually have to be thoughtful and seek one out. And that feels uncomfortable and people aren't sure how to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so another stat that was shared in that article and through that survey is that 62% of people naturally fall into a mentorship, mentee relationship. Now, when I think about this, and when I first heard that stat, I'm like, that's so interesting. Obviously, people see the value, but why is there the disconnect and the gap? What comes to mind for me is that the word mentor and the process of acquiring one, it can be intimidating, for people. And I know personally, I'm very fortunate that I've had you. And then right now, I do have a mentor, although I don't know if she knows she's my mentor, but I'm working with this incredible woman professionally, and I am learning so much from her. I am seeking guidance from her. Every minute I have with her, I am optimizing and making sure that I'm soaking up all of her wisdom and her leadership and guidance and asking her questions. And so I think I've naturally fallen into that 62% where it's maybe an unofficial mentorship or like mentee mentor relationship. Mm -hmm. And when I think about making it official, I do get a little nervous. And so I wonder there, is there something around being vulnerable around our weaknesses, some of our challenges, our growth opportunities in a professional setting? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I totally agree. I think it's intimidating and I think it's scary. It's like a little kid on the playground saying, will you be my friend? Right? And there's a risk of rejection. There's a risk of somebody saying no. And there's a risk that they play. You think someone plays a more important part in your life than they really realize they do, right? That's true. And so I think the sense of rejection around this concept of mentorship is
0: scary and intimidating. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Well said. And so I'm curious, what is your personal experience with mentorship? Have you had a powerful mentor in your life? And can you share a bit more about how that was transformative for you? Absolutely. So as someone
1: who loves to be a mentor, as someone who's had mentors, I think It's a really wonderful professional growth opportunity. And I kind of fell into it as well. So I'll be honest. I had some great leaders Mm -hmm. in my past who, when I moved on or I reported through a different leader, I would continue to come back to them and seek their guidance Mm -hmm. or be in a difficult situation and need an outside perspective. And so kind of fell into that, oh, I can call so-and-so and and ask their feedback on this. And I think especially when I was younger in my career, I do that quite often. And then when I did my executive coaching certification, some of my fellow coaches who are more experienced in their careers, so we did our training at the same time, but they had, you know, 20 or 30 years more of professional experience and were more at the retiring end of their careers, where I was still kind of a little earlier in my career, became mentors in a professional capacity as well as a coach capacity. right? And those, I would say, are more clear mentor to mentee relationships, even though in some ways we're peers, I look up to them, I seek their guidance. And I think I'm more explicit. I haven't had the, will you be my mentor conversation, but I will send them a note or call them and say, I'm in a bit of a difficult situation. And I'd really love to pick your brain or get your perspective on how I can help move forward. Are you available for a chat? And so I would say it's more that unofficial, but also with clear boundaries that I want
0: guidance. Yeah, I love that. And that's one of the things that I think makes mentorships and mentor relationships so valuable. Guidance, Mm -hmm. advice, seeking someone who has more experience than you or has different experience than you. Because I think that different perspectives and the, the paths and the journeys that we all walk and that we all travel, yeah. we gain professional experience, we gain personal experience, and we have these unique perspectives that can be so valuable. And so being open to sharing those with someone can truly, truly make a huge difference. And so I just want to encourage everyone if you're listening to this, and if you ever feel called to share a personal experience with someone or a personal professional experience or Mm -hmm. how you felt, it's so powerful. Those little things of just true, vulnerable, authentic connection can really make a huge difference in someone's life.
1: Well, and I think it ties to our earlier podcast about friendship, right? It's about being authentic. It's about listening. It's just in a professional capacity versus more that personal scope, right? And I mean, mentorship can dabble in that, but I would say it's largely focused on your professional growth and development.
0: And so what's the difference between a mentor and a coach?
1: Right. So a coach is typically someone you pay to spend time with you. (laughs) So, I think. That's, you know, number one factor where a mentor is usually more of a pro bono giving relationship where it's someone you admire, someone you respect, and they're very generous with their time back to you. So I think that's the difference. A mentor can act as a coach um, in moments, uh, but they are really generous with their time. So that's kind of the first difference. The second part to me is coaches are trained not to give advice
0: aha that's true yes so (laughs) in
1: my coach training that was one of the biggest things I learned number one was listening and number two was it's not about your perspective you don't know the answer Mm -hmm. coaches are trained to help you determine the path for yourself to help you figure out what true next steps feel right to you where a mentor can share a little bit more guidance some different paths Mm -hmm. a situation they've been in the past that's similar so mentor can provide more direct guidance at times, though they should be supportive of the path that you choose to go down. Right. Which may not always follow their specific recommendations or thoughts.
0: It's like being a parent. I'm not one, but I would imagine that's what being the parent is like.
1: (laughs) I mean, mine are still little, so I can more direct behavior, but I think as they get older, it's, you know, you can do this, you could do this. These are the consequences of your choices, but it's really up to them to kind of create their path forward. Right.
0: I love that. So thank you for sharing an example of how you've reached out to your peers and people in your professional life as for mentoring and for some support along the way. Is there a time or like that moment in your personal professional history that was the turning point for you when you were like, yeah, this is something I want to take seriously. I really want to reach out and learn from these people and develop these mentorship relationships.
1: I think it goes back to our Mosaic days. So we met, you know, 2004 at Mosaic, it's a young experiential marketing company and one that actually develops the layers of leadership very seriously. Extremely. I credit a lot of who I am as a leader to those days, right? And Trailblazer University where we went over, you know, time management, team management, coaching, problem solving. I might need to go back to there. (laughs) You know, like they're they're truly foundational yes. skills. And I think I saw the power in that organization of, you know, more senior leaders supporting more junior leaders yeah. and the cross-functional support yeah. that was provided. And I loved it. Right. And I think I actually had a team. And I mean, a lot of those ladies I'm still friends mm-hmm. with today, my team worked for me for almost seven years. Yeah, right. That's and incredible. We were just the powerhouse team and Linda and Angie, you know who yes. you are. And we had this wonderful relationship. Yeah. And I think, you know, other people saw the close knit components of our group yeah. and sometimes sought my counsel in the organization. And I saw the power of that, right? And, you know, just a few years ago, an individual that I worked with at Mosaic a long time ago reached out and said, like, you know, your words and how you talked about women and careers and some of the advice you gave about driving your own career and sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. Like really resonated with her and she's never forgotten them. And that showed me that years later, the power I had in a single conversation. And that really helped me see how you can positively influence someone
0: and being generous with your time as a gift. Yes. Yeah, it really is. And again, I know that this came up in the first interview that we did. Being generous with your time and with your attention is one of the greatest gifts that we can give people. And it feels so incredible to receive like the power of presence. It really is getting back to the power of presence, placing your attention on someone, listening to them, being there to support them. Not from a, I guess, a mm-hmm. selfish point of view. It's more like this is truly being of service. And at the Glow Joe, I love to be of service. It's one of the driving factors behind this podcast. I've had the incredible opportunity to work with so many experts and speakers and authors and coaches and incredible leaders like yourself throughout the years. And this is one of my ways of giving back and sharing these incredible conversations, these tools, techniques, and people who have really helped to shape and mold me. So I know I've seen a lot of positive transformation in my personal life from coaches, mentors that I've had, as well as conversations. Mm -hmm. And I believe in the power of conversation. And so a question that I have for you is can you think of a time or think of an instance when you were, we can say coaching as well. I know we're talking about mentorship, but you're an incredible coach. So when you've worked with someone in a professional capacity and the positive change that's had in someone's life.
1: Absolutely. I've yeah. worked with a couple of people that specifically come to mind in that they had the most wonderful intentions yeah. and th- like their hearts were so in the right place, but the way they showed up was aggressive, assertive, yeah. and sometimes even condescending. Uh-huh. And it really created conflict in the workplace right. and they struggled to get their point heard yeah. and to create connection. it was very controversial it was very aggressive yeah and it was a bit of leaving a mess behind them got it right and those are individuals that I think I've worked with both in a mentorship capacity as well as a coaching capacity to help them try a new approach yeah try things differently Mm -hmm. that feels really uncomfortable to them right and actually quite vulnerable but then they start seeing results And once you've tried something and you're getting a little momentum with it, it feels safe to try a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And all of a sudden you're kind of shifting the way you show up and how we show up is one of the hardest things to change. You're right. It's kind of the nature versus it nature is. debate, right? It like really, who really are is. you innately yep. and what have you learned? right? Yeah. And I feel like I'm very lucky as a leader. I took a lot of leadership training yes. at the age of 19. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yes. And so I've been a leader for more than 20 years, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's incredible. And I've had some wonderful leaders and I do credit my mosaic days for yeah. a lot of it. I yeah. really do. The leadership at that company was unbelievable. Yeah. And the mentorship and the time and energy that the senior leaders put in more junior employees. And so I think people were generous with me and therefore I want to be generous with others. And I just love it. Like when someone comes back to you years later and says, remember that conversation? And to you, you're like, I'm not sure if I do remember that conversation, but to them, it was this most powerful moment. It just goes to show that these tiny moments in time where you're showing up as someone more senior or, you know, more experienced in your career can actually be
0: very game changing for someone else. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And you're just so good at what you do and you, you are, you're such a mentor. And I know that I've hired you as a coach. And so for everyone listening, if you are looking for a professional coach or, or someone to support you, hold you accountable, keep you, keep you moving and help you determine your next steps, she's your lady. I'll make sure that I link to all of her information in the show notes so that it's easy for you to connect with Chelsea. I follow her on LinkedIn. You share amazing things there. And so you are so generous. You really, really are. And so in the spirit of being generous, Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for people who are seeking a mentor? Yeah.
1: I do. So okay. I, I did think Woo-hoo. about this a little bit ahead yeah. of time. So I wanted to be prepared. So to me, it's identify, you know, step one would be identify what you want in a mentor. Right. So are you seeking someone in your own career path? Are you seeking someone in a different career path yeah. that you're interested in? You that's know making true. the leap of faith to? Are you seeking someone who has a little bit of experience or a lot of experience? Yeah. So be clear on what you want to mentor yeah. for. And love
0: one. That. Clarity is key. Without clarity, we don't know where we're going. And we'll just, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, that's me lots today's. <laughs> so it's important clarity, set the intention, what do you want to get out of it? Yeah. Yeah. And number 2 is look at your own network. So yeah. is there an individual that meets those
1: characteristics you're seeking in a mentor? Right? So are they in that career path? Are they more senior? Are they someone that has a different point of view from you? Yeah. And be comfortable seeking something different. Yes, I love that. So I remember when I was first doing my executive coaching and we had to have a mentor coach, I really wanted to seek actually a male coach okay. to have a different perspective, especially in the sphere of HR, yeah. because there's a lot of women that tend yeah. to be drawn to HR. And so I wanted to really challenge the status quo because all of my mentors in the past had been.
0: Females in HR, which, according to statistics, it's actually really common to gravitate towards Mm -hmm. the same same gender. So that's interesting. I love how you thought outside of the box and how you wanted to challenge yourself and challenge status quo.
1: Yeah, wanted to be a little different, right? So be clear. And then once you've identified what you want and you've kind of targeted in maybe on someone is don't be afraid to ask them. So instead of it growing into this casual mentor relationship, you could say, you know, I really admire you and I would love if you'd be my mentor. Would you be willing to commit to a meeting every two months? You know, a coffee date. Um, Can I pick your brain? Can I reach out to you when I'm having a difficult moment at work? You know, can we, can we connect on that? And if you don't know who that person is, you don't have that target insight is, Ask your network, right? Say like, hey, I'm really looking to grow professionally this year. Mm -hmm. And one of my goals is seeking a mentor that can help give me a new, fresh perspective and insights in a different way. This is the type of person I'm looking for. Do you
0: know anyone? And you'd be surprised at what your own network can bring to you. Right. I love that. And so I'm just being reminded of something. Um, And this was an exercise that you and I did when you were coaching me. Mm. And it was around at the time I was working with a client that was very demanding, very draining. And one of my personal lessons in that working relationship was boundaries. I learned a lot and I learned the hard way. (laughs) And so I remember we were having a conversation and you were like, make your ideal client list mm-hmm. and so I started making this list and I'm like they value travel and freedom and all of these things that were personally important to me as well which were aligned with why I got into the type of business that I got into having this location independence and freedom was really important to me at that time it's still important to me but it has evolved so I really wanted to find clients that not only the work aligned but their values and the way they live their lives mm-hmm. I made this list that you prompted me to do, And within a very short period of time, I found that client and I was like, wait, what? They respect and value my unique skills because what I do is different. It is unique. It's not a common thing. They value my perspective. We share similar lifestyles. And it was this really powerful experience. And so I think what's coming to mind for me is that I would recommend just building off of what Chelsea said, make a list of like, what are the ideal traits and qualities that you want in a mentor, because that way you can start to, again, like you said, share that with your network, Mm -hmm. put it out there. And the more intentional we are and the more specific we are, and it's going back to having that clarity, the more aligned people we're going to call into our lives.
1: Absolutely. Be clear on what you want and don't be afraid to ask
0: for it. Yeah. I love it. That's yes. Don't be afraid. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, don't take it personally because you never know what's going on in that person's life. They might have a personal storm going on. That's just not visible. So don't be afraid to ask and don't get down on yourself. If they say no, it means there's somebody better for you.
1: And I think once you've secured them, it's actually chat about goals, right? Right. So don't just let it ebb and flow because not everyone knows how to guide a mentorship relationship, right? Like it's something I'm really passionate about. I think I bring my. My coaching skill set yeah. to my mentees, but say, like, this is why I want to mentor, and this is what I want you to help me with. And, you know, in the next year, I want to achieve X, Y, and Z, or I want to learn a skill, or I want to learn to handle conflict differently. But be very clear on what the goals of your relationship yeah. are. How often do you want to meet? What type of support are you looking for? And give feedback both yeah. ways. So yeah. mentors should give feedback and mm-hmm. mentees. Don't be afraid yes. to give feedback either on this is what's working for me or this isn't. Or, you know, don't be afraid to show me some tough yeah. love, right? Yeah. Give
0: me some feedback. Help, help shake up my ideas a little bit. I love that. And so I know you've inspired me. Other people have inspired me. Mm-hmm. And it's also just my nature. I want to give back. I love supporting people. Yeah. I think I do fit that cheerleader, coach mentor like framework or role, but how can I be a better mentor? And for those listening who are interested in being a mentor, or if they're approached by someone, how can we be better mentors? Like what does that consist of?
1: I think it's really going to the relationship, knowing that you need to be generous with your time. So it can't be an unlimited, you know, yeah. kind of time suck, but you need to be generous with your time and be in the moment. So yeah. when you're with your mentees, if you're having coffee, if you're having a chat, if you're having a virtual meeting, phones away, email, mm-hmm. close, close the door and be present in the moment. So be generous with your time and be there for them, right? This is actually not about you. This is not proving how much you know and what an expert you are. This is about really
0: digging into what they want and being generous to help them get there. I love that. And what kept going through my mind as you were talking is the piece around being a good listener. Mm -hmm. And so you are an incredible listener. We did talk about this in our previous episode, so I'll also make sure to link to that in the show notes. But can you just share a quick you know, quick hot tip for becoming a powerful listener.
1: Actually about taking the time to hear what they're saying mm-hmm. and not be trying to figure out how you're going to respond to yeah. something. So when someone's talking is really make sure you're hearing yeah. both what they say and the under notes of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if they pause on a word, if they falter a little bit, if you get a little bit of emotion behind it, you know, you can dig into that yeah. and say, I notice. I noticed when you said that you really paused. What's going Mm -hmm. on for you there, Mm. right? So asking those open-ended questions and digging into these prompts that you're seeing in them helps them dig into their own feelings and thoughts on a topic
0: as well, right? I love it. And at the Glojo, we are about feelings, about (laughs) honoring them, being in touch with them, expressing them. The other thing that I love that you said, and this is actually one of the values at the Glojo, is being curious. Mm. Curiosity is so powerful. And I think the more curious we can be about ourselves, our patterns, behaviors, emotions, but also about the people in our lives, life just gets more interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more rich. You can learn way more about people when you take the time to ask questions and to listen.
1: And I think it's about listening with compassion. And I don't think we often do that. It's listening to hear their point of view, understand their point of view and not judging it. Because so often we automatically judge, was that a good action or a bad action? Would I have done that or would I have done something differently? And so listening with compassion and seeking to understand is really
0: powerful as a mentee. Okay, Mentee and a mentor, actually. That's true. So what you just said, that's one of my favorite quotes. Stephen Covey, seek first to understand, then to be understood. I read that book back in the mosaic days and I don't know if that was a quote that was used within the company but for me it really like that quote the work that I did there having you as a leader that really really stands out to me and that's something that I've carried throughout my life personally and professionally when somebody says something or when they they do something that might take me like by surprise or a little off guard or seem out of place and like don't judge Actually get curious, mm-hmm. seek to understand their perspective, seek to understand what they're trying to accomplish or yeah. what kind of support they need right now and get to the underline. I, I love how you said it's not necessarily just what people say, it's how we say it. And what is that communication? Is it 95% of communication is unverbal or 75 I can't remember the statistics,
1: but it's it's about, yeah, it's verbal, nonverbal, the social cues, the social gestures, the pauses, right? And so that's why it's so important to meet in person or meet by video Mm -hmm. so that you can see those nonverbal cues as well. right? That's true. That reminds
0: me the language of love. You don't need to speak the same language to feel love. And I think it's because of all of the nonverbal cues that go on of course there's chemistry and that's a whole nother thing. And we're not talking about that today, but that's what came to mind for me. And I know you and I both love travel and we've traveled the world a lot personally and professionally Mm -hmm. when you're in different cultures, when there's different languages, it's amazing how much you can communicate and how much you can understand and learn just from these nonverbal cues. So Absolutely. And it's really, you know,
1: it's funny you talk about Mosaic because
0: (laughs) the whole premise of the
1: communication unit we taught was about, you know, seeking first to understand and then be understood. And I think the point of mentorship is seeking to understand their point of view and their goals. Uh And as a mentor, you need to ask a lot of open-ended, probing questions because sometimes your mentee comes to you seeking advice, but they aren't actually quite sure what they're asking for.
0: Oh, I've been that person so many times. Okay. Last question. Yeah. What is the most fulfilling thing about being a mentor and a coach?
1: It's about standing in someone's potential when they don't believe in it
0: for themselves. Ooh, that's powerful. Oh my gosh. I yeah, love it.
1: That's I literally actually got goosebumps <gasps> Me myself. Too. So,
0: and it's hot in here. <laughs> it is hot in here.
1: It's about helping someone stand in their own light and helping them a define that. So, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, I often talk about, okay, what's the flag we're putting into the future? What's the destination we're reaching towards? And then let's figure out some paths that we might use to get there. Right. But it's helping them see what's possible for themselves when they might be fearful. They might think that's too big of a leap. They might think, I don't speak the language. I don't understand. That's a, a huge jump. And it's, helping them believe in their potential. And when they're not sure they can do it, believing in it for them and helping them see they can get there. Ooh, so powerful. That's, that's the best part. That's honestly why I do (laughs) poetry snaps over here. (laughs) That's what, that's honestly what I do, what I do. Like I, I honestly say, I love being an HR professional. I love being a coach because I love helping people bring more light to themselves and, you know, live their passion. And, you know, like we say, Fuel their feel good, You're right? You're right. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not just using your tagline. Yeah. Like, I fundamentally yeah. believe it. And it's about helping people find the work that
0: they're really good mm-hmm. at and have more of that in their yes. lives. I'm amazing. So I know I said that was the last question. But surprise, okay. I have another question. Okay. How do you fuel your feel good?
1: I spend time with people, both professionally and yeah. personally, that fill me up. Yeah. Amazing. Right? And I like when we talk about the five languages of yeah. love, quality time is my, yeah. you know, number I one language, that. right? I think like I'm a really good
0: gifter as well.
1: Oh well, thank you. <laughs> it's actually not my top one. So to me it's quality time and it's acts of service. Yeah. So it's thoughtfulness, right? Yes. So one of my inherent values is thoughtfulness and it's about demonstrating integrity. Yeah. And so Putting people that I admire, respect, and love, yeah. and giving them time yeah. and making time for them, and having them be generous with their time to me yeah. is the most important thing. And you know what I love about our friendship and yeah. how it's evolved over the years in both professional and yeah, personal it's true. moments. Yeah, it's and so we've, true. we've ebbed and flowed even in a day. Yes, right? totally.
0: <laughs> Today's um, been one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, both those topics is when you're generous with your time, you just don't know the impact that it has on someone else.
0: I love that. And so hot tip, Spend time with people who make you feel good (laughs) and not the opposite. (laughs) Sounds simple, but it can be more difficult at times. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. It was so incredible to have you here. And I really look forward to future episodes and future chats with Chelsea. I absolutely love your perspective and your professional experience is just absolutely incredible. If people want to connect with you, Mm -hmm. how can they do that? So you can find me on LinkedIn at Chelsea
1: Newton and feel free to reach out.
0: Perfect. Well, I will make sure to link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me today. This was an extremely valuable and thought-provoking conversation. And I know for me, I might be looking to uh, make my mentorship relationship like an actual official thing. So I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Sounds good. And remember, don't be afraid to ask. Okay, I won't. (laughs) Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye.